let's talk about digital identity, the podcast connecting identity and business. I am your host, Oscar Santolayo. Hello and thanks for joining today. Today we are going to discuss a situation in which many people who have to sign documents and are given a digital version of signing might be aware that is this really safer, more secure than the old way? Or if you're one of these persons who are signing documents, not uh, occasionally, but many times per day, and you think there will be more modern way to do this. So we're going to talk about digital signatures. And for that, we have our guest today. Let me introduce you, Robin von Post. He has a deep interest and experience in the IT security domain. He has, for the last 20 years, been involved in the development and deployment of high assurance encryption systems for European government and defense customers, with the last year focus on securing national civilian critical infrastructure. Last year, Robin took on a role at Cybercon Secure as the head of IAM solutions, including advanced electronic signature services, director administration and governance, and other IAM and security related services. On a private note, he weekly curates a newsletter called The Von Post, covering IT security related events. He is also a private pilot and a passionate photographer. Hello, Robin. Hello, Oscar. Nice to be online talking to you here on this podcast. Great talking with you, Robin. Welcome. Please tell us what was your journey to this world of digital identity. Yeah, the digital identities and the digital signatures. I think it's uh, one of the most basic platform or building blocks that you need to have in order to make a good transition into pure digital. I mean, it's a lot of systems where you just add up services and so on, but the problem is always how can you prove that you have the right person in front of the computer and that you have received the correct information uh, from the right person. And, and uh, that's where my experience tells me that we need to solve this in a good way. And uh, we have been doing this now for quite some time. As, as you mentioned in my bio there, I've I only been here for almost two years now, but we have been doing this for almost 10 years at Cybercom, and we have uh, a good experience in solving these kinds of problems. And I think that a lot of the times there will be gaps in the digital flows. There'll be gaps where you need to print out stuff, sign it by hand, mm -hmm. put in an envelope, go to the post office <laughs> and send it. Someone yeah. needs to receive it. It needs to be scanned and it needs to be archived. So these undigital gaps that we see in a lot of the digital solutions today, I think there's strong need to get rid of those. So that's, that's why I'm so interested in, in just the digital signatures and the electronic identities that, that we see today. Sure. And what other challenges you, you see today in digital identity? Well, the challenge is, of course, also how to trust between organizations or between nations. There is a lot of issues where, where you have one solution on one side another solution on another side. And uh, the problem is that since this is a quite 
new field to trust digital signatures and identities. There is a lot of different solutions. They are trying to enforce standards. And I mean, the European Union has set this ADAS standard Mm -hmm. and enforced that in several steps. And uh, that's a really good thing. I mean, they have the greatest ambitions of, of bringing EU together on this, on a standard note, on, on also on the interoperability between countries and how that should work both in, I mean, in all the digital services that we see uh, coming in the, yeah, coming 10 to 20 years for the U- European uh, departments and, and countries and, and uh, organizations that are involved. Because, I mean, if you get a document from Finland mm-hmm. that has been digital signed by you, he sends it over to me, and I need a way to trust how is this uh, how is this keeping together? Can I trust that it's from you? Can I trust that it is not altered in any way? And and the big advantage I would say of a good electronic signature then is that you can actually trust the data that you get. You could actually start working on the data with a computer, not with a person that needs to scroll through and check that it's a reasonable stuff. You can say, okay, Oscar, here, you actually signed this. You signed this information that I get. So I can trust that it's you that's behind this information. And uh, that's something that will really expedite or make uh, digital flows more efficient. And we see a lot of the challenges today that we have both in companies and in the public sector and and other governmental institutions that we have inefficient uh, ways of working because some of these basic puzzle pieces, so to speak, are not there yet. But it's getting there. And I see that in a lot of our customers that we have now delivered this to, there is actually making great progress in actually tying together. I mean, we're working to you, with UbiSecure, with external uh, customer identities and bringing together not only the external identities and signatures, but also the internal identities and signatures. So it's both internal core administration flows that needs to go digital and external ones and tie these together because it shouldn't be hard. And it's not really that hard if you go for a solution that's trusted and uh, where you keep to the standards that there are. So that's that's, uh, also a big advantage, I would say. Sure, sure. There are many... What you have said shows many scenarios in which digital signatures can be used. If we give a little bit back to the basics for people who are not familiar with what digital signature is, how would you define what is a digital signature? And also some maybe misconceptions that you usually hear about that. Yeah, that's a really good question, I would say, because there is a lot of things that people consider a good signature or not a good signature and so on. And I think that there is... Good definitions, of course, and and it also depends on the use case where you need it. Some things that you sign should be valid for maybe 50 years. Some things is just something that you sign because you you buy something and uh, and then it's over in like half a year, it's not relevant. So, So we're talking a lot about the level of assurance that you have. And in some electronic way, you need to tie this assured identity with the right level to the document or the information part that you want to sign. And we are working both with uh, PDF uh, versions of information and XML versions. So there are some standards for that, of course. Not going into much of a technical details, but, but I mean, we need to tie this information to you. So if I get a good view that I'm talking with Oscar here, 
you have uh, made that uh, probable in some level. Maybe by, by I, I called you up at a correct number and you give me the secret password or something. Mm-hmm. And, and then I know, okay, Oscar's on the other side. And then we can tie this information to you. You will actually, like when you do the handwritten signature on the paper, you will also tie in a technical way in a hash or a fingerprint of the document that we enclose with your uh, signature. And I think that's one common misconception that we see several solutions today that some company has a stamp and uh, they make you go into their website and Mm -hmm. you log in to that uh, website and you load your document there. Then they put a digital stamp on it So let's say that uh, the name of the company is uh, Signatures uh, Inc. Maybe there is one that's that name. <laughs> yeah. Just pr- pretend that I, I <laughs> that it was made up. So Signature yes. Inc. sets its stamp on the digital document and also adds information in the document that says. Uh, Oscar was uh, actually logged into our system and said that he wanted to sign this document. But then the document is actually not signed by you. It's signed by Signature Inc. And they need to be there to prove that you actually signed the document. And what happens in 20 years when they're not there anymore? Mm. How about the logs? How about the traceability? How about the accountability of you? Can you say, no, I didn't sign that? How can they track your assurance of your identity to that document? Can you go to the other party where they say, oh, Oscar, you signed this? And you say, no, I didn't sign that. So you will be in a legal process, right? To try to convince Mm -hmm. them or that you didn't. Then you need to be also involving uh, Signature Inc., because they put a stamp on this. But uh, I think that there is a good level in the standardization that's going on in EU today that it's actually good advanced electronic signature where you are the one signing the document. So Oscar signed the document, we create an individual certificate that proves that you were logged in, and then we embed that into the document itself. And then you can email this, you can send it up to some file share, you can do anything with it, and you will actually be liable for what you signed. <laughs> so that's that's one important part. Another misconception is not the right term, but a challenge uh, is, of course, how do we prove in the future that you signed this? 50 years from now, there is new algorithms, there's new policies for how to create signatures and so on. So there needs to be some way in this process on how to re-evaluate the signature to re-address the new policies that might be enforced uh, in like five years. So you take your signed document and then you have to seal it in uh, the best practice way that, that will hold in 2025, so to speak. So it also needs to be a future-proof solution in that sense to, to be follow along with the lines of the standardization that will actually go on. So one question was came to my mind is that you say that I should be the one signing the document instead of the provider. What does it mean that I, I sign it? Is that the cryptographic signature is done on my side, on my device, or what exactly means that I sign it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a really good question. I think that 
the cryptographic uh, signature that you create should be unique for your signature and for that document. Uh-huh. Uh, it should not be a signature that's uh, made just by signature ink on that document. It should be also be tied to you in some way. And um, yeah, that, that's, that's where the difference uh, will happen. Right. Exactly. That's, that's the difference. Okay. What would you say are the, the top reasons why people and organizations should uh, move to signing documents digitally already today? So why now? Uh, yeah, coming back to that, I think that uh, it's actually uh, available now. Uh, there are standards, there are ways mm-hmm. of doing it, and there are proven ways of how it works. So there's no reason to, to wait. Uh, there is also... Uh, as I said, the wave of digitalization that you have now in this era of going digital, there is a lot of possible places where you will actually put a digital signature in the flow. It should be internal, or it could be internal, it could be mm-hmm. external, or it could be a mix. Someone internally makes a document, uh, signs this to and provide this document to an external part where they want to sign as well. And that shouldn't be two different systems. It shouldn't be two different ways of signing this. It should be according to how the best of brand electronic signatures are done today, I think. So, so it's no reason to wait because it's there. And it's no reason to wait because it's one of the foundations that you put in into, in order to enable efficient digital processes. Mm-hmm. And there's no excuse that it's, it's difficult. No, actually, uh, I would say that creating the signature and handling the security around it, the processes, etc., and all this, that's something that is, is quite advanced. But from a customer perspective, yes. it's simple. And I would mm-hmm. say from an end user perspective also, mm-hmm. it's exactly. simple. But uh, the rest we will take care of at Cybercom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was my question from the end user perspective. Now, some some people might still feel or have this conception that is difficult, but I believe that at this point in time, there are great tools like uh, like Signport by Cyber, Cybercom that yeah, are doing things right and make it easy for customers. So another thing that usually is discussed about data signatures are the the types, the types of. That refer to the to the levels. Now, some are more strict, more depends also required by legal uh, basis. Could you tell us these types of data signatures? Yeah, I mean there, there is some levels. I mean on the basic level, it's just an email that you send to someone who says, "Hey, I, I'm Oscar. I, hmm. Sell me stuff." That's one kind of a signature, right? That's uh, assurance uh, is, is is really basic and yeah. may, mm-hmm. almost zero. It's easy to spoof. Then you have next level where you can create your own account on some Facebook or Google and uh, you could actually involve that in in the signature. Next level is, of course, that you have some kind of electronic ID that some system will hold together that you actually went to the bank or to some kind of of a person to actually prove together with some some identity papers or identity uh, proof that you are you. And then we'll tie that electronic identity to you. So like uh, in Sweden, we have bank ID or, or Freya ID. I know in Finland, you have some other ways of, of doing it. And, and there's a system that will actually catch if there's someone trying to, to fraud or, or fool the systems. And that's, of course, the level of assurance you will actually get on the signature as well then with that kind of identity. 
then on the highest level, you will actually, as you mentioned, make the signature in your own physical device uh, on your phone or on, on your smart card or, or whatever. That's something that would be highest level. But then, of course, you always have the problem of visibility. I mean, if you get a document, uh, how do you know that it's actually that document that you send down to the smart card and tie that to the signature? So you always have the problem of availability and ease of use. And the, the level described as the advanced electronic tier signature is actually the one that, that is spreading across borders now in, in, in Europe, I would say, that because it's, it's a good mix and level of, of assurance for that signatures. Good. And what about the, the business benefits? Because we talk about digital identity in, in this podcast, but we focus also what is the what are the business opportunities no? about digital signatures. What would you say, what are these business opportunities? And if you can mention some, some use cases to illustrate that. Well, I see it from um, several angle points, so to speak, several angles. Mm -hmm. Fr from the public perspective, it's, it's a way of the accountability that, that you will get as a citizen in a country. I think that it's given the, the standardizations that's going on, we also have a possibility that I will come to Finland and my electronic signature holds. So, I mean, if you start in your business or you, I mean, yeah, from a legal perspective, you're, you're obliged to, to accept ADA signatures today in, in public sector in Sweden and in whole Europe, actually. But I'm not sure how they do it in all countries yet. I haven't, I haven't seen the, the, the widespread deployment. And, and I know that in some countries, the identities are not really widespread. So they, that will, of course, uh, limit their, the use yes. of electronic signatures as well. But I mean, if we look specifically in, in the Nordics and, and some uh, like Estonia or, or Spain, Portugal, they, that's widely uh, deployed there. So that, that I think from a market perspective, you have the, uh, those markets to address. But if you have a good electronic identity system and acceptance maybe from uh, citizens and acceptance from uh, people working in organizations for, for electronic IDs, then you also have a good business case for electronic signatures. Because uh, I think from a business perspective, there is a lot of processes that would actually benefit from what you do is actually that you take the data and you stamp it with a quality mark you will say that this information here holds quality. You can trust it, right? And a lot of business is actually based upon trust in a lot of levels. Mm. And given the threat level of, of stuff happening from people spoofing phone calls and etc., people spoofing emails, targeting uh, CEOs to make uh, money transfers to uh, strange uh, addresses, etc., I think that, that uh, we need to strengthen the trust in the information we have both internally and externally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's definitely an excellent point, what, what you said. As you have convinced me, <laughs> I hope you've convinced also others that, yeah, the signatures are today, are ready, are, they are good solutions and we should uh, embrace them. Absolutely. How do you foresee the future? How this, do you think it is going to evolve? I think we actually are only in the beginning right now. As, as I see it, both from a national and a European perspective, there are not all countries or not all organizations that ha have actually adopted uh, the electronic ID, electronic signature. Mm -hmm. So organizations and the departments that have actually went into this now are the ones going first. 
And I think there is a lot of more to follow. And I think that's when the interesting part starts to happen. Because you and I, if, if we are only sending documents back and forth to us, that's of course easy to solve. But the more parts we involve in this, the more benefit. Because if you send information or documents to five or ten or different uh, organizations, or you as an organization, if one of them can't really accept or handle digital signature document or information parts, that will of course be a, not a problem today because a lo- there's a lot of, of organizations that can't handle it. So you always need to have fallback for all situations. But if you get an adoption throughout mm-hmm. organizations where you can actually send a document from one department to another, from one company to another, and there's not a problem. So, so, so I think actually we, we see the start now uh, the early adopters are there and doing it. And actually when the early majority will follow on these early adopters to actually go into embracing we trust information that has been signed according to this way, I think we will see it will be <laughs> uh, like a, a tornado effect. Uh, and, and we can save so much time. Time is the only thing that we have that's equal throughout uh, every citizen in, in, in uh, Europe, right? There's 24 hours a day and, <laughs> and uh, we, can't dev- we, we can't make up more time. So we have to take <laughs> care of the, of the time we have, not printing stuff, sending it, uh, mm. archiving. Right. I, I see a lot of possibilities of people working in organizations that could actually work with things that humans are fit for instead of systems or computers. And that's uh, one key to that is adopting, trusting and involving digital IDs and digital signatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, we are we are still in the beginning. So there's a lot more to come. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Let's, let's have a talk again in like uh, five, ten years and see where we are then. <laughs> well, sounds good. We can absolutely compare <laughs> yeah, that. Let's I'm book, sure book be... that in our electronic calendars. I can sign. <laughs> I can sign a document where I pro- where I uh, will promise that I will make uh, in the next okay. interview with you. <laughs> Let's sign a promise digitally. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Eh? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> now, please. Well, it's it's almost the end. I would like you to leave us with a practical tip that anybody, not only experts, can do right away or start doing it to improve the protect their digital identities. In Sweden, there's a lot of people that have digital identities. If you have it and you use it every day, start requiring that you could also sign documents with your digital ID. Uh, Because there are a lot of places where you can actually go to a website, you can fill out the form and the PDF. And in the end, why can't you sign the document with your digital identity? And just start to question that because that's not the way it should be. So for everyone, I would urge everyone to start requiring a possibility to digital sign information that they enter, not being forced to print and sign by hand. That I would send to everyone listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And should we demand that to the services? I I think there is no reason for people, uh, for for systems not to introduce this possibility. I think actually we tell everyone that's listening to require that. And we should also tell all the service providers that, that uh, they should start implementing a possibility to have a digital signature in, in their um, solutions. Great, let's do that. It's very important, yes. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Robin. It was great talking with you. Please let us know how we can find you on the net. Okay, uh, no problem. Uh, I'm on Twitter with Arvon Post, 
handle. I'm on LinkedIn. Just search for Robin von Post. Uh, or you can actually also subscribe to that uh, weekly newsletter that I, I curate uh, every Friday morning, uh, the latest IT security news. It's uh, mm-hmm. like a one-pager just to keep uh, everyone updated on if there's been any things they shouldn't miss in this uh, domain. So please feel free to, to sign up for that one. Yeah, that's very nice. You have this newsletter. I have to follow it. Eh? <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. That's going to be in the show notes of this episode. And again, it's having a pleasure talking with you, Robin, and all the best. Thank you for having me, Oscar, and a big hands to UB Secure for, for providing this excellent podcast to your listeners. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Let's talk about digital identity is produced by UB Secure. Be sure to subscribe and visit ubsecure.com slash podcast to join the conversation and access the show notes. You can also follow us on Twitter at ubsecure or find us on LinkedIn. Until next time.